thanks for choosing Boomers with Beverages. Once again, we're recording live at AJ's Bar and Grill on Fall Creek Road in Indianapolis. This time with special guest Dave Dugan. Well, hello to all of our podcast fans globally. This is Boomers with Beverages, Jim Burroughs, along with Dan Davis. Dan, hello. How are you? Hello. I'm well, thank you. <laughs> Dan, Dan bought a beverage, brought a beverage that yes. he couldn't wait to drink. Could not wait so. to drink. <laughs> that's, pretty, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. He's chugging a I mean, it's afternoon. I so, like it. Yeah. Yes, I'm it delayed. <laughs> yes, it is. Did you put some of that on your cornflakes this morning? I, I did, actually, yeah. Mm. yeah. Pete Molina, hello. How you doing? It's good, good to see you, man. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. It's... Uh, Feeling, feeling good today. I feel good most days. But you're today. looking good, Pete. Well, yeah, thank you. It's not, not too bad. Not too bad, Pete. And you're, you're, you're dressed for tennis as always. You're ready to go. Well, no, I'm, I'm actually, I'm not. I didn't play tennis today. No, I'm taking a little bit of time off. I kind of overdid it, but uh, you know, uh, the, the body just doesn't recover like it used to be. And uh, I'm trying to take care of myself. Yeah. You know, I didn't play tennis today either. So we have that in common. But Dan, you never have any intentions of playing tennis. And I'm gonna. Did, did we have to say that? <laughs> Did we have to say I had that? a dream about playing tennis. There you go. Is that good enough? See, and I was that's, just going to go out on a limb and say, Artie Widgery didn't play tennis either. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. did you not? Right? Have you ever? Played tennis? Played tennis. Yes. Really? I, I have played tennis. I was really, really awful at it. Really awful <laughs> I'm at shocked. it. I'm shocked. terrible. I really take you to be, your athletic abilities have always. <laughs> hey, I was a great swimmer. Were you really? Yes. Yes, I was. Wow. I, was a, I was a very good swimmer. That's pretty good. I swim like right. a corpse. So, that's pretty good for you. <laughs> Sunk right to the bottom. I do not swim well. <laughs> I swim as well as I skate. I think I'm the only person born in Canada that can't skate. I hate to admit that. But I, I never learned to swim. I had really? brothers that liked to hold me under the water for a while to like, you I know. I heard that from your wife. Similar that was, to swimming. stunned me to no end. Yeah, well, apparently it was a thing in the 70s when you had brothers that were stoners. They loved to come out to the pool when their little brother was in it and hold his head underwater while his friends laughed. Oh, so that was well, a, yeah. Do I need therapy? <clears throat> Maybe. And, and I thought you Canadians were such genteel people. We are. Well, remember now, we were Canadian-American, so we got a little bit of that, you know. Okay, all right. Me, how America, you know, not quite the same vibe when it comes to uh, raising children. A little bit different, you know. But it's all good to see everyone back again. Uh, You know, we're in an extraordinary time as we are recording this podcast, because we've had some amazing weather. It's been so nice in Indiana to have this stretch. And, of course, I said that to somebody, and they're like, no, my grass is brown. Somebody always has to be the Debbie Downer, don't they? My you know? grass is unbelievably green, and I've done nothing I, to it. I know. That's what I told them. I said, yeah, maybe you need to use some... Something's wrong with him. Turf builder kind of stuff, or water it. Water. What, water's a... Yeah, that's, what a, what that's, a that's a good first step. Yeah, we still have water here in the Midwest, so mm-hmm. I know we have folks out in the West that probably go, what's water? Mm-hmm. Well, you can't do that. We are uh, extremely excited today, because our uh, our guest today is uh, the one and only legendary Dave Dugan. We're going to talk to Dave in just World a minute. World record holder, Dave just Dave popped Dugan. open his PBR. He just popped his PBR. World record holder, yeah. Yeah, he's going to talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about what the world record is for. We, we, yeah, it's actually, Now that we brought it up, we probably should. It's yeah. actually kind of cool. Yeah, thank you. Dan, great. <laughs> great. Dan did the tease I've, I've trapped us. I've trapped us on that road. Leave it to Dan to be the teaser. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about, uh, well, first of all, boomerswithbeverages.com is the uh, website. Mm-hmm. And Dan Davis, we have that YouTube channel. At BWBTV645. Check it out because we got a lot of cool cuts on there from uh, when Dave the King Wilson yep. was a guest yep. on our show. We're going to do the same thing with Mr. Dave Dugan because all of us with comedy in our background, and this is how we all met doing stand-up comedy, we, we realized right away that none of us, between Pete, Dan, myself, Jim Burroughs, Artie Widgery, 
weren't going to gain any fame because apparently there was a stretch in Indiana comedy where if your first name wasn't Dave. You <laughs> That's kind of true. Uh, gain any notoriety, <laughs> yeah. and I think we, we could blame Letterman for that, and then, mm-hmm. and then Wilson and Dugan. So, well, my Back. Spanish name is Anna, but uh, <laughs> I guess I guess Dave was out there a little few times. Uh, yeah. So, uh, are, are, are we uh, on camera too, or? Uh, I wore my second tightest pair of pants for nothing. Though, you're on the. You're on the. <laughs> not for nothing, Dave. Okay. okay. I thought I got to hear a man's voice. Eh? Good yeah. thing you're okay. on the other side of the table. Yeah, yeah I didn't want okay. to say anything because I'm not sure what the male version of camel toe is. So I just. <laughs> oh, I just uh, left mo- it. Moose knuckle. <laughs> moose knuckle. <laughs> moose knuckle. That's that's a, that's a town in I think Saskatchewan. I think <laughs> where all the men wear very tight pants. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that it's one the there. It's sister Sorry. city to Big Lick, Kentucky. Well, there True. you go. There, there you go. Big Bone Lick. Big Bone Lick, Kentucky. Big Bone Lick, Kentucky, bone Lick. Bone Lick, Kentucky right. which I'm sure was a, a Tom Sobel gig at one point. <laughs> the buffet was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But we uh, also have to give props to AJ's Bar and Grill. Yeah. Uh, if you're visiting Indianapolis anytime soon, then make your uh, make your way up to the uh, Geist area where AJ's uh, actually, it's it's kind of nice because there's no major traffic closures within walking distance. Within 100 yards of yeah, here, at least. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to go too far because now apparently the entire central Indiana, oh, Indianapolis, yeah. is under construction. Well, that's so. great. And, and I want to, yeah, sole proprietorship restaurants are always a great choice. Yes. Just, yep. you know, one-off places. Yep. Skip the chains. Oh, yeah. No, cut, yeah. cut the chains, as they uh-uh. say. Yeah, yeah I know. We, I don't we, know if they say that, but... We thought about do. doing live shows from Fazoli's, but then we said, nah, it just doesn't have the, you know, not like it used to be. You know how Fazoli's <laughs> used to be. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. The, the, yeah. the free breadsticks meant nothing to the us. The good old days <laughs> at Fazoli's. Chuck E. Cheese. We might do Chuck E. Cheese, now that they serve alcohol. That's right. Where was that when I took my kids to Chuck E. Cheese? That would have been, that would have taken the edge off so many birthday parties. You know? of, yeah. of the kids or you? Isn't yeah. <laughs> there, a, there, a, there an adult store like uh, right next door to Chuck E. Cheese up here in the? Yeah, uh, yeah, there's there's a, yeah, yeah like there, a, it's a hustler right next door. Hustler gift shop That's that it. you can walk yeah. to from Chuck E. Cheese. Right. So it genius. Would have been so much more freeing to jump in that uh, big cage of balls, uh, not not being totally sober. That's that's. I think it's yeah. true. That's right. You guys remember those, right? There, there used to be a place called uh, Discovery Zone. Remember That's those? Right. Oh, yeah. They had the yeah. big, the tubes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And it those never failed. When I would do, we would do birthday parties there, that you would always get a kid that would get stuck. And I always felt bad because they always had to hire a certain size employee because, you, you know, you couldn't have, you know, like an Augustus Gloop from Willy Wonka size kit <laughs> going in there to get save the kid. You had to have these skinny... Yeah. They would have to go up and grab the kid and yank him out because he was freaking out. He was stuck in a tube. He's like... Like a, yeah. a kid habit trail. Remember those for the gerbils? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what Discovery Zone was all about. It was a crazy. Pete, you remember that? At all? I do. I was actually at it one time and had a, at a birthday party. It was really a lot of fun, even though I was an adult, but I got to act like a kid. Yeah. So That's was, cool. That kind of that kind of fit the way you kind of function yeah. on a daily basis. So. And I haven't reverted back since. No, it's all good. So what are we drinking, guys? I'll, I'll start. I've got Langenkugel Summer Shandy because I can. And it's the perfect time of year to have it. It's cold. That's the best way to drink this summer shandy. When these first came out a few years back, man, oh man, mm-hmm. people made fun of me. You know, they're, they're actually very good, but I, I can't tasty. drink them through the whole. It's like one or two of them, and that's about. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that's probably pretty accurate. But the way yeah. I drink, it's that's fine. Yeah, in, in, <laughs> but it's got in, that in my lemon. mind, I, yeah. I still yeah. make fun of you. Jim. I know you do. Okay. I know. I know you do. Yeah, it's that. It, someday you'll get over your jealousy. I like it because it keeps my scurvy away with that lemon. Uh, <laughs> that is important. Yes. Rub it on your legs. I think it says that on <laughs> the label. What they say, rub it on your legs. I think it says that on the label. Uh, He's Pete, drunk, but his vitamin C levels that, are good. Pete looks like a Modelo. Is that a Modelo? No, no, no. no? I am. I'm living oh, the high nice. life today. Yeah. Miller High. 
High Life. Miller High Life. Miller High Life Mini. It looks yeah. like one of those little uh-huh. kid chug bottles or something. You know, that you get juice yes. in? Yeah, it's, it's actually, it says Miller High Life, but it's actually just apple juice in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you could have said prune juice, and people are like, oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Beats drinking the prune juice. Uh, Dan Davis is almost done with his beverage because he started drinking it about an hour ago. Is it Switchell again? No. no? This is Basil Hayden. Woo-hoo! I've heard about it. That's I've fun. never tried it. It's expensive, it's too. It's good. Didn't no, he play yeah. Sherlock Holmes? He Basil, did. Basil he Hayden. He did in, in the, like, the third season. The that third was, season? He took over for <laughs> Basil Rathbone. No idea. Yes, right. Basil Hayden, Basil Rathbone. <laughs> we are, uh, we're, we're really happy to have Artie Widry here because Artie had to do some... Hey, hey, hey. Artie had to do some personal business. We thought he was going to be a little bit late, yes. but nope. He is here in the flesh. Well, you got clothes on. Yeah. What are you drinking? I'm drinking Captain Morgan. Arr, arr. Arr. I've right. been doing sure. pirates all week long. Sure, that's great. I don't know why. That's good. You know, if you keep that up, how hard Denise is going to smack you. <laughs> no, she likes it. She yeah, sure. Bring it in, yeah. buddy. Yeah, Bring sure. it in. I'm sure that's an icebreaker with foreplay. How about I talk like a pirate? <laughs> how about I leave the home? <laughs> no. No. Isn't, no. Pi- isn't pirate uh, a language option on Facebook? Uh, I don't know. Is no. it? Well, you is can, it? If it's I've not, it should it. be. We need to make yes. Yeah. I think I'm going to do the whole broadcast this now, way. You know, it would be kind of a cool <laughs> thing if it was like a, an option on Siri or Alexa. Mm-hmm. Do you know they have it talk like a pirate? Or Yeah, that, or, or Google, like Google Maps. Yeah. Or turn left. <laughs> Why is turn, turn to right. starboard? Why did, my, right. why did my summer shandy decide to... Uh, oh, well, it's not, a, it's not a podcast until we spill something. No, it's I know. Dan's, spilled on, on the Dan's blanket. Rag. It used to be this blanket just had lots of DNA on it. Now it has lots of alcohol on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whose DNA is on this? I, yeah, let's, what end am I sitting on? Just a blanket. We're going to send it to well, the crime I mean, it's, lab. It's We're going to find blanket. out. Send it to the crime. It's primarily it's, been used for I, this podcast, actually. Not, not to copy I just had my DNA tested, actually. Yes. I, I, did, uh, you did? Yeah, I found out I'm a, I'm a woman swimmer. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> that explains um, all the droplets underneath you. I'm going to take a real quick opportunity to introduce our guest because you've heard him a, yeah. a couple of times because we're extremely happy to uh, to have him here. But you know, in the in the history of famous families, you know, we, we've all we've all heard of the Cleavers, we've heard of the Kardashians, we've heard of the Walendas. But in Indiana, if you don't know the Dugans, you don't know because this is <laughs> this is one of the most famous. It's kind of probably like first family of Indiana, the Dugans. Yeah, yeah. You're, don't you think so? This doesn't sound sincere at all. I, uh, I appreciate the big build-up for nothing. But, Dave Dugan, yeah. welcome to uh, Boomers and Beverages. Oh, it's good to be here with all you guys. We all go way back. We do. Yes. And uh, toast that. Um, I brought a uh, uh, PBR, which I drink on a rare occasion because I like it quite a bit. Now, that <laughs> I, 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 th- I overthought the beverages, the part of the Boomers uh, with beverages, because uh-huh. I was really... Torturing myself about what to bring. Now I see Pete's little uh, uh, cute container. I, I kind of wish I brought a Sunny D, but um, <laughs> but PBR has uh, <laughs> has some uh, history with me because uh, yes. my uh, I didn't really know that I knew of it, but I never really drank it till my father-in-law introduced uh, it to me. Like uh, shortly after I met my wife, I guess that was 1996 or something. And so I thought that's a pretty good beer. I mean, I can't drink it all mm-hmm. the time. Calorie uh, conscious as I, I like the Coors Light. Not, Nobody cares what I like. Anyway, <laughs> Father's Day is just 
And I like the crew cut socks. I don't like the ones that pull up the calves. Anyway, can we, uh, so, nobody yes. cares about any of this. So much uh, good information about that. This is wasted verbiage. Wow. This is, uh, but which, please, hey, don't touch that don't, dial. Don't touch that dial. Uh, don't worry. Um, I'm writing down the shopping list. So, don't worry. Yeah, but you, yeah. you can't really enjoy your, you and your socks because don't you live in a gated community? Aren't you in kind of a big... <laughs> I'm not in a gated community. <laughs> no. I don't know what you've heard or what you've researched, but it's been I, well, done very poorly. We Googled uh, it. We Googled uh, Dugan. Did you? Yes. Okay. Google Dugan. Google okay. They're going to gate it while you're here. They don't want you to come back. Okay. That is what it is. I'm not... I would, I would guess, because as we we're recording this, we're just a few days shy of the, of the Indianapolis 500. I would imagine PBR is still probably one of the top beers. I think so. I mean, there. it's yeah. now it's uh, you know came back from being what it was when I when I started drinking it there in the mid later 90s and kind of thought it was kind of fun. I, I went and did a comedy gig somewhere where they had no business doing a show. It was literally a, a bar that had never tried it, hmm. and so it was showtime, and there wasn't anybody there. So they said, uh, you know, let's wait another half hour. Can I get you something to drink? And I told the guy, uh, I said, uh, yeah, I think I'll have a PBR. It was like a young kid, like 22 or something. And, hmm. and he went back, and uh, and he was gone for the longest time. And then he came back, and he goes, he empty-handed, he goes, uh, is that some kind of old man beer? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't see that. Uh, you just lost your tip, Joshua. But, uh, <laughs> That's classic stuff. So PBR, what would you say, yeah. Budweiser? What else for the track? Drip beer? Oh, Miller, Miller, Miller's for a sure. huge sponsor, but the yeah. but the, the 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 basic Miller, not any kind of fancy no. stuff. Yeah. As far as that well, goes, that'd, that'd be a good one. The track highlight, yeah, yeah. but yeah. probably yeah. not because it's glass or is that plastic? No, that is, it's glass. It is glass. Well, yeah. I, I love the name Highlight. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. it's classic. But the, the, the good thing about important. having glass out of the track is like when there's all that pre 500 stuff and and uh, you get kind of tired of of it after a while yeah. if you get out there early. And then, uh, you, you know, then you got something to throw at the 500 princesses right there to make it uh, go faster, maybe. Okay, maybe yeah, hurry them along. Speed. They need something because they got rid of the balloon uh, yeah. release. They don't do that yeah. anymore because they were afraid of killing some rare bird from, I don't know, Botswana. So now they got to have something. I think that would be a killer idea. Because like they bottle. do in the live in live golf, you know the new live golf league. Yeah. They have the one hole where they 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 open their beers and just shower the golfers with, mm-hmm. and, and then throw the cans and the cups down at the golfers. Right. Why not? First turn, main straightaway. <laughs> you know, as soon as the guy crosses the check the checker flag, I think that'd be a cool Throw idea. Oh man, yeah. Why not do that? Why not do that? Well, let's see. Let's think on it. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. are you saying, are many reasons why not? Are do you do saying that? there's a yeah. safety factor? In I'm, I'm sure, Rod, I'm sure Roger Pence could be open to these ideas. Don't yeah, you think? I, I think so. Maybe, maybe. So, Dave, we got to start. Let's let, let's see what would. I guess the best way would be just kind of give us the beginnings of because we know now you're you're still. Going in comedy, still performing all over the country, doing shows all the time, still doing your voice work, uh, wearing your multiple hats. Uh, but your, your beginnings in radio kind of bring us. Did you start in Central Indiana? Was is home base been Carmel, Indiana, all your life? Uh, pretty much, yeah. First grade is when we moved to Carmel. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh, but the first six years we lived in Indianapolis, in the uh, Meadows, actually Meadowbrook. I don't know if you know that uh, yeah, that yeah, area. Yeah. Yep. It's lovely. lovely. It yeah. is lovely this time of year. I, yes. Hardier, no, I, I no think kidding. it's on On Patrol Live every Friday. You want to get yourself a summer getaway. Yeah, What's it's, that? On, it's on On Patrol Live every Friday and Saturday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so uh, I guess the first time getting up on stage was at uh, Crackers a few weeks after they opened their doors. And, uh, that was your very, very first time? Yep. Mm. So not Mary Lou Sullivan's Comedy Corner, nothing like no, that? No, I kind of did that after the after. Crackers oh, deal. Oh, interesting. Because that was really a... Nice deal too, because you could uh, work out so much um, material at Mary Lou stuff. So, yeah. so, so, where did the idea of doing stand-up kind of germinate? Because you know, I mean, you you went right from whatever that in- inception was to the big stage at Crackers. 
Uh, yeah, I guess it was uh, uh, probably from doing uh, radio. Yeah. And um, and always wanting to write, you know, stuff that was quote unquote funny for radio, and then uh, and then some of it doesn't transfer to 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 a comedy in person, but uh, mm-hmm. at least I had a bit of a head start, I suppose. Uh, and I also lucked out because the first time up uh, on stage, it took a lot of for me courage to to do it. And if it had gone bad, I I would have been like a lot of horror stories I've heard from other comics that have since blossomed but said, you know, they didn't go up for a year because the first yeah. show was so... But I, I think I had a forgiving audience or something. So what was, the, what was the backup in case the comedy didn't work? What were you going to do? Oh, I didn't have, I never, I didn't have no. a backup. Uh, but I still, I still did radio. Like, I was like, radio. about three months. And yeah. then I stopped doing radio after three months of doing... Uh, so did radio comedy. start uh, at... Carmel, when they had their, did they have a station? And was it would this it, be mid it, to late seventies or? It did. It well, was no, that's WHJ like, was yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the notable uh, radio stations. Yeah, in the, in the two the I would say the two biggest state. for the Central yeah. Indiana market are Carmel and Ben Davis, as far ben as Davis. producing. Yeah. North Central, I think, has North Central a station, but producing yeah. talent. I mean, it, they have a great. I mean, and honestly, the, with the money that's been put into the Carmels WHJE, uh-huh. it's. It's as nice as probably half the radio stations that are out oh, yeah. in the country. Uh, it's as, unbelievable. As far as the quality, yeah. what those kids have to work with. So that's pretty cool. So you started there. Right. But then, you, you know, you were part of a, a pretty historic time in Indianapolis radio. So talk about that, getting into that and then, you know, work, working with okay. the, some of the famous voices of Indiana radio that you did. Uh, let's see. W, uh, WIFE is the one I kind of had set my uh, first focus mm-hmm. on. In fact, when I was still in high school, I went down there just to get my foot in the door and answered request lines for hmm. uh, for Buddy Scott. Anybody remember a little bitty Buddy Scott? Okay, and uh, <laughs> the kids they don't even lunch. So, um, but um, that was Buddy mornings, afternoons, evenings, or what? what did Buddy, when did I do it? No, what what, oh. what shift did Buddy do? What, who was he? Oh, Buddy's like a seven to midnight guy. Okay, and he he was already pretty well known in the country for being you know really good uh, jock. But anyway, I just did that, and then after uh, when summer school. Or uh, summer was over. I didn't go to summer school that year. That that happened several times later in college, <laughs> trying to catch up. But uh, that year, I <laughs> took a job. That's uh, I'm only bringing it up because it's you can imagine how horrific of a job this is if you're a real music fan and you like uh, you know rock music and and all the stuff. They put me uh, in with the FM side, which was changing tapes for easy listening elevator <laughs> music. That's got to be fun. Yeah, and so I and we had a little radio in there, so I would listen to the AM. So I would listen to the to, to what was going on with uh, WIFE, the station I really wanted to work at, and uh, sometimes flub and and not you know be there for the timing for that elevator music. T- I know they <laughs> I know the elevator music like like a tight show, and I wasn't I wasn't their, I wasn't their guy. Yeah, but fortunately then a guy. Um, uh, that was on the next, all the all the uh, WIFE used to have like this window in the world, so like you'd see everybody working if you drove by on Meridian Street. And the news director uh, gave me my first break, and he said, uh, "Go cut a, a demo. I want to see if maybe we could use you." And so when I was uh, my first year uh, college at Butler, I was working like 25 hours or so on the weekends at uh, uh-huh. at news. And then uh, this is such no a no kidding. This though. goes I, on forever. Well, no, yeah. I didn't realize. You I mean, that's just the first when I was eighteen or nineteen. I didn't know you cut your teeth with news, though. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I got I got bowled out a few times because I didn't know they they were sticking a teenager basically in to do the news, and uh, I didn't know that like when there was say a story, and uh, and there wasn't a 
uh, conviction that you didn't call somebody a murderer. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I got a good rule of thumb. Good rule of thumb. I got a call. I got uh, the news director called. He says you have made a terrible mistake. He said every time that comes up, you say alleged. Alleged. Because uh, we'd rewrite the stories, so you know I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know better. But anyway, I love it. So when did you get into music radio? Uh, let's see. Uh, first job was uh, uh, actually I uh, recommendation from. Uh, Little bitty Buddy Scott. I know that didn't work earlier, but I thought I'd bring up his name again. <laughs> Buddy uh, became kind of a friend, and he had a guy, a, a friend he'd worked with in, uh, uh, in Oklahoma, where he was from, that was down in Florida in Tampa. And so I went down there, transferred, uh, quit uh, going to Butler just so I could follow the radio gig. And and, uh, and not trying to brag, but I went to a junior college in St. Pete while I was down there. And then uh, this Tampa station was a really good, like a WIFE kind of station down there. They were real uh, uh, popular. And uh, I was there for nine months, and then I wanted to come back home. I got kind of homesick. Yeah. yeah. I love <laughs> I, it, though. Then I worked at Wife, where I wanted to work in the first place for a while. And yeah. Then I went to Ball State and worked at WERK uh, in Muncie there, which a lot of folks mm-hmm. came from there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Paul Mendenhalls, who uh, was a friend since first grade, and he was the program director then. And, um, Paul, every time I talk to Paul, he always, he always flashes back to when we were doing a, a show from the pits. And I was uh-huh. the first person ever to make him say shit live on the radio. Really? Yeah, because I told him the story about when a, another comic of right. a fellow comic of ours, Steve Baird, and I uh-huh. worked in the Upper Peninsula, and Steve and I had not showered or shaved for about a day and a half because we were driving up north, and we took his little uh, red escort that he had at that time, and the Canadian immigration pulled us over because we pretty <laughs> much checked off every box, <laughs> you know, except not for right. Steve's. <laughs> insistence that he can get away with anything. Well, it was one of those rare times, and he didn't tell me this till <laughs> later, that he didn't have anything in his glove compartment. And I go, well, thank God for that. Yeah, uh, really. That would have put a damper on the show that night. So we got strip searched. Oh, really? Oh, so very I, nice. So I told that story to Paul Mendenhall in, uh-huh. in uh, one of the one of the garages in Gasoline Alley, and he goes, "No shit." <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you would have if you yeah. would have seen the producer's face, and he's just going. You know, there's nothing you could do. They didn't have a delay, so right. it's like. So every time I talk to Paul, he's like, eh, "You're the only person that ever he's made the guy me that say that." That door to he did. To say, yeah. I think he felt better after that. It's kind of like it, it, yeah. it let him be more, you know, into the. He didn't feel so constrained. But that's yeah. still one of the greatest road stories ever. Oh, yeah, was, I, I love that story. You've already told it a couple. Well, times, yeah, I, because, I love that story. And to compound it, I had in my I, in my vehicle, I had a uh, crucifix that was clipped to my uh, uh, rearview mirror visor. Okay. Sorry. And she thought it was a roach clip. Well, of course she did. And this woman who looked like Beulah Bellbricker from Porky's took the thing, you know, she's dressed in her little immigration suit, and she was the one that got to see me half naked. Yay, raw. Of course, it couldn't be some really hot woman because, well, there aren't, no, there aren't any hot immigration people. Mm-hmm. So she's sniffing it. And I just looked at her. So how's Jesus smell today? I just felt I got so smart-assy with her because I was so PO'd because she knew who I was. Right. A kid that's never been drunk, never touched any of this stuff, and Steve's sitting there probably laughing his butt off because, <laughs> you know, next to, next to drinking water, that's his next favorite thing to do. Yeah. And, yeah, it was quite the experience, but it's <laughs> it's fun. That was a golden time for radio, though, the 70s. Yeah. I mean, and coming off the 60s, which was huge, but the 70s was the birth of FM mm-hmm. in, in, in Indy. You know, AM ruled... You know, with between wife and WIBC in the 50s right. and 60s, and then the 70s, the rebels showed up. You know, and I'm not talking Reb Porter. I'm talking the real rebels with, you know, WNAP and mm-hmm. and all that. And then, so how did you befriend a lot of those guys? How did you get to know everybody there? 
Well, shit. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Uh, no, I thought we could. That's okay. great. That's so, um, well, when I was at, at Ball State finishing my last couple of years of that uh, miserable goal of mine to get my sure. degree, uh, I actually um, was listening to WNAP quite a bit. WRK was a daytime AM station, yeah. so... Um, it was uh, plenty of time to listen to the, the FM from Indianapolis. And I thought, now that's really where I want to yeah. go. So I kind of put my uh, set my marks on that. And about two or three months, I think, after I graduated, uh, they said that they had a part-time opening. So I started there uh, part-time. And uh, th- those guys, were, I mean, Buster Bodine's uh, just passed away recently and uh, yeah. unexpectedly. It's real sad. And he's uh, uh, became a best friend. Um, that we stayed in touch over the years, whether we were living in California or he was coming back here for the race and all that stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Smash became a really close friend, and and hmm. we did mornings together later after uh, after I worked at uh, NAP. And uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember uh, Chris Connor, of course, all the people that, sure. were, that yeah. Bruce Munson, all those folks that made that work. And um, and so, but uh, my my direction kind of went a little different um, than I was hoping for. Uh, so I ended up actually working at, at uh, WNAP uh, four times, four different times. Huh. And um, and it's kind of a long story. I left on my own accord like the first couple times uh, just to pursue something else. Once it was for WIBC, which was down the hall, they were they were and uh, the program director there really wanted me to work there, and I I uh, I did it for a while. But then I went back to NAP because that's the kind of music I liked and the kind of uh, the whole. thing the whole uh, concept and everything about them was was kind of to me perfect radio and um and then i did mornings at kiss 99 uh with smash we both yeah. uh, i was there and then he came over later i guess that was like right when they first launched right because yeah were... they were a disco station yeah. and then they mm-hmm. did, they changed the format kiss 99. and that's when i went over they changed the format and did mornings and that was the most turbulent radio gig i've ever <laughs> had in my life they were very uh they became very difficult to work for mm. that company. <laughs> yeah, that would not be fun. I won't tell you all the uh, bad no. times. So the, you, you mentioned um, Smasher. Yep. And they're, they're, that's a name worth uh, Adam, bringing yeah, up. Adam, Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher. Crazy, crazy guy. Actually, a very good singer, musician. Oh, yeah. He had oh, a yeah. band. When I was in school in Bloomington, uh, uh, he, he had a band down there, would play at Bluebird. He was a very good front man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asher Ben Ruby's his, his real name. Right, yeah. Uh, and a little side note here, his son... Had a very prominent uh, acting part yeah. in one of the one TV show. Well, yeah, he gets a lot of acting roles. Uh, no, he's busy. He's, uh, he's done a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Abe, and then, and then he, Abe, Abe and Ruby. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he he ended up going out to Washington D.C. Didn't he after after Indianapolis? Uh, Asher, you mean Asher? Asher, Asher yes, he yeah, did. yeah. He was in Washington yeah. D.C. for a while, and even down I think in uh, an Arizona market. I think it might have been Phoenix, and now he's back in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what most I'm of his yeah. good guy. <laughs> you know, it's interesting too. I think with with the '70s and '80s, and already you know you're you're part of this too. We've had so many people come through this market where mm-hmm. the, it's the voice. You guys, we, we've had yeah. some of the greatest voices. And, you, you know, you talked about Buster, mm-hmm. and that's, of course, his radio name. But his brother, Chuck Riley, oh, yeah. Vo- yeah. made one of the most famous news intros, probably one of the top ones in the country, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Yeah. Maybe L.A. or New York, they had a famous one, but nothing was more... Uh, just got your attention then at Radio yep. Indiana. Right. You know, I don't even do it justice to say it. But uh, well, 
how many years were you famous for steak burgers? How long did that run? Oh, that was seventeen oh, yeah. years. Seventeen. Wow. I never famous had. Uh, I never had an account burgers. that went that long. And that's yeah. why they went. They had to close them all, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Dave got too expensive. Uh, sure. Oh, yeah. they, gave, they gave him the cot it's out. That, it's that contract he signed. Uh huh. You know, for all eternity. <laughs> yeah. but, but just going back to it, I mean, Artie, of course, you know, your radio career didn't develop until you started doing smooth jazz. But it's, I think it's fascinating with, mm-hmm. with the stand-up voiceover mix. You got a lot of comics yeah. that have that in their, in their have, background. Have oh, in yeah. the background. Yeah. But I, what I always wanted to know was, I knew that Dave was always in radio, always. I mean, from the beginning. Did you ever have any other job besides something in radio? You mean before doing stand-up? Or no, before doing radio, did you ever have anything? Oh, I other got you. That? Oh, you, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, yeah, I worked for my dad a couple of summers. Uh, he's a uh, what, cust- cutting grass, custom home builder. Ah, Part okay, of it was cutting grass when I was about 15, okay. but then he uh, bumped me up to uh, land sod and uh, and shoveling <laughs> pea gravel. And How'd that, uh, go? that That's was a very, big very hard you work. You don't look like you uh, have the stature for that. Really? Yeah. You well, don't, you don't I, think you know he's got a big, big guys with big. He moved. Yeah. Well, he, he moved guts. the pea gravel one at a time. <laughs> I <It> took a <laughs> while. A little scoop, but it was yeah. Yep. So I I guess that was the most. Uh, uh, and cutting grass, like you said. I mean, I did that around the neighborhood and having a paper route and things we all did. But that but, was it? Yeah, pretty much. Really? I didn't have like a, yeah, what you would call a clock in, clock out Wow. job before radio. Hmm. Uh, that's a dream. That's yeah. a dream. We're going to pause it right here, but we'll pick up our conversation with Dave Dugan in our next episode. Audio engineer, Art Baker. Announcer and editor, yours truly, Dan Davis. Showrunner and distributor Taylor Scott of iPodcastPro.com.